Isn't Pam like a ghost? And then Josephine Electric, my alter ego, singing the song 25 Wild and a Freak. We've been doing some uh, podcasting on her channel, but we decided to talk about this song. Here's kind of where Josephine's been existing, is uh, this Damo um, alpha dominant one that she is. And this song is, again, our heavy focus on pure analog, VCOs, not DCOs, uh, using the, um, the trio of modes that we have, the Mother 32, the DFAM, which is the primary beat you hear is coming from a drummer from another mother, and then the lead um, is coming from the mode grandmother, which is a total sonic playground. So we're going to bring it down a little bit. But uh, what's cool about all these modes is just uh, the interesting nature of, of, um, of analog synthesis or subtractive synthesis. <clears throat> and I think um, Robert Moog has a statement. And when, when you pick up a mode manual, he, he usually has this statement with one of the statements from the, the manual from the um, drummer from another mother is, I'm 100% sure that things like this synthesizer, even though they're not living in a biological sense, there is some sense of consciousness that we connect with. And then if you look at um, the Mother 32 manual, you have the statement, what artists need is an endless resource full of rough edges and dimly lit nooks and crannies that one can explore as one, as one sees fit. And then finally, on the grandmother, he has this, everything has some consciousness and we tap into that. It's about energy at its most basic level. <clears throat> so Phantom Electric Ghost, the whole idea of the ghost is that we tap into this kind of body electric within these synthesizers, these hardware synthesizers. <clears throat> and I find that it's easier to connect with a hardware synth than a software computerized laptop synth, just because the surface controls are more immediate. It feels more intimate. And you can, you know, it's like if you're playing a guitar versus scoring it, a guitar in Pro Tools. It's not more immediate about actually touching the strings. And it's the same thing with the mode. So Wild, 25 Wild and a Freak is Josephine's expression of her sensuality and sexuality. <clears throat> and, and she basically is on that beat street. If you listen to her latest episode, you know, um, you know, calling or waving her freak flag high, as Hendrix said. And so we're pretty excited about <clears throat> all the capabilities that these analog sense give us. I mean, we've been merging OPZ. We've got an OPZ track we're gonna to put together today. We'll talk about it later this week. Um, we then tend to finish it with some analog sense or even put some piano from a Roland Juno. One of the things we're also gonna talk about is um, with the, the, the rebirth of the private five. Now the private five from sequential circuits is coming back. Everybody knows the private five was one of the first synthesizers to take the idea of using um, the microchip to store the CV uh, conversion and be able to put it into RAM. So when you turn it on the next day, you actually can save a patch. And this kind of came from, if you've ever seen Alex Ball's documentary on the profit, uh, came from the fact that he had been working on this 
like sequencer and storage capability machine that he sold to Rick Wakeman from Yes and some other people back in the late 70s. Um, and it was the kind of the heart of what the Prophet 5 was, was this ability to be able to store the patch. Now, the other companies that, that figured this out were like Yamaha with the CS80, uh, where they started going down the line, they started getting better at it. Uh, Roland's Jupiter uh, 4 and six, and 8 and then 6 and, and then the Junos. But the Prophet 5 with its VCOs and its Curtis chips and filter has even today a, a certain sound that people who have gone for the Prophet 6, which does have VCOs, still seem to want the Prophet 5. And so that goes toward the idea that there's only a five voice instrument. So you're going to do five fingers at once where you're going to get, uh, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, voice stealing. So there is a profit 10, but then you look at that and say, well, you could get a 16 voice rev two, but those are DCOs. You get more modulation capabilities on the rev two. You get more on the profit X, but there's something about analog. And I can tell you that from playing with my grandmother <laughs> and playing with the Mother 32 and the DFAM, that just having those five voices might be good enough for what you want to do in terms of trying to build interesting uh, kind of new wave, new romantic sounds. Um, there is a 10 voice version. It costs like a thousand bucks more. And then you kind of say, well, why wouldn't I just get a Prophet X? Well, because the Prophet X is DCO and samples. It's kind of more modern version vision for for synthesis, but people who like this old vision of synthesis. And then you can say, well, why don't I just go get a 12 voice UDO? But that's not fully analog. You know, it's analog on the filters and the envelopes, but it's not analog on the DCO. But it's DCO is stereo binary. So that's kind of moving forward. So do you want to step into the future with something like the UDO Super 6? Or do you want to be, you know, really weighted in the past with a Prophet 5? Now, I think everybody who's a, a keyboard player is going to want to have a Prophet 5, just like you'd want Roland to have uh, done a Jupiter 8 instead of a Jupiter X. So I think if, if Roland had done what Prophet is doing and actually built a Jupiter 8 that was fully analog and maybe had, you know, the sequencer and some effects, um, I think people would have been thrilled with that more than the Jupiter X. <clears throat> I am particularly thrilled with the Phantom because I like workstations. And so my kind of argument against the Prophet 5 is given the state of my workflow, if I want to work with people or go on the road, a Phantom gives you like 256 voices all at once. In most cases, unlimited voicing on the RD piano, the ability to link with main stage and Pro Tools, you be able to link with all your CV gear, be able to write the song and you know really heavily work on it at the at the at the keyboard which is something i like to do and you know from what i've read the workflow is better than the korg chronos and um it's just i like the way roland implements their solutions so i'm a mode guy i'm a rolling guy i've never had a, a profit or a sequential circuit sent and when i've looked at their workflow i kind of prefer the jupiter 8 just in terms of the way it looks and the way it seems to feel, because it seems to be closer to the mode uh, in terms of looking at the way the mode workflow works. Um, but I understand after listening to lots of samples in Alex Ball's documentary on the profit, they're having a profit 
as a, as a synthesizer player would be something that would really boost our sound <clears throat> in the same way if I had, a, had got uh, an actual Juno 106 or Juno uh, Jupiter 8 or even a Jupiter 6, which is more of a sound deviation machine. So, yeah, it's kind of like the big struggle. You're going to spend that kind of money. Once you hit the profit five level money or profit 10 money, you could get a workstation. You know, you could look at the profit X and then, you know, you're, you're pretty close to a Moog 1. But then, you know, the Moog 1 is like a dream machine, but it doesn't seem like it's a roadworthy machine. Sorry, Moog, but it just seems like they could get out of tune pretty quick. And it's something about you keep in your home studio. Um, so, and then, then at the end of the day, having such a good experience with the grandmother, the um, matriarch is a paraphonic synth that you could get to have five voices if you use the LFO. And they're actually, you know, there's, there's a really powerful LFO I think you can get to do. You definitely can do five voices. The simple LFO, whether or not that could be a sixth voice, I don't know. I have not seen anybody say that you can do that. But I wouldn't be surprised if you could. So then you basically have a VCO paraphonic six voice synth um, and a sequencer, which with the thing about the Prophet 5 that I was kind of disappointed is like, you know, he has sequencers on a bunch of his machines. But in order to kind of keep it, I guess, the dials and the knobs in the same format, he decided not to put it into the Prophet 5. But, the, you know, and maybe you don't need it. You could use an outside sequencer. You could always use a key step pro. But it would have been cool if there was an inboard, you know, sequencer. Just because it seems like, you know, Moog did that. They could have he could have done a simple implementation similar to what is on the grandmother or the matriarch. So I think that's kind of a miss. Um and so that that I'm kind of disappointed in that because sequencers are big are big for for, for synthesis players, you know. Uh, we and I think that there's a big kind of miss on that on the Jupiter X as well. They should have, to me, what the fan. They should have the same sequencer that's in the Phantom, but it doesn't. Um, so this is my kind of talking up other 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 instruments and things that we like to do. We had just signed up for some more online concert capabilities, and we're hoping to be able to do that. We're continually interviewing um, business owners, YouTubers. Musicians. So, if you're a musician and you want to get interviewed on our podcast, which we've got 27,000 listeners worldwide, please send a voice memo. Give us your direct Facebook username for a direct message or your Instagram username for a direct message, and we'll schedule a podcast. Thank you for listening to Phantom Electric Ghost, and we'll talk to you soon.